Good morning, I'm Lisa Marzilli with the WMNF News headlines. Florida education officials voted yesterday to approve a rule requiring students and employees to use the bathroom corresponding to their sex assigned at birth. WMNF's Chris Young reports the new rules apply to schools in the Florida college system. The Florida Board of Education approved the rule during a meeting in Naples. The rule requires colleges to update policies and procedures pertaining to the use of restrooms and changing facilities by males or females based on biological sex at birth. It implements one of many anti-LGBTQ bills that Governor Ron DeSantis signed this year. State Board of Education Chair Ben Gibson said they had no choice but to approve it. The state board is is required to uh, uh, required by law to to pass this uh, rule and to um, provide for the requirements. During public comment, most spoke against the rule. Max Fenning is the executive director of the LGBTQ advocacy group PRISM. Trans people are not a threat, but are consistently the most threatened in our schools. Transgender people have already been using the bathroom that aligns with their gender identity for years without incident. But there have been many documented instances of trans people who have been forced to use the bathroom that aligns with their sex assigned at birth and been mocked, harassed, and even beaten. Colleges are also required to establish disciplinary policies for personnel who violate the law. Second documented offenses would result in employees being terminated. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. The Pinellas Suncoast Transit Authority voted to charge a full fare of $2.25 for the Sunrunner bus route. WMNF's Josh Holton reports that their board met yesterday to hear from residents and consider whether to charge for a bus line that has offered free rides to everyone for nearly a year. Everyone likes to head to the beach for the summer to cool off, especially with hotter than normal temperatures. But St. Pete Beach residents are complaining about having to deal with some of the issues surrounding individuals experiencing houselessness as the bus route going from the city of St. Petersburg to St. Pete Beach is offering free rides for all people. Liana Nunez is on the board of a local condominium and said residents have had some concerns. Urination, defecation, people sleeping passed out in our laundry rooms, by our pool areas, on our chase lounges. We have 282 homeowners. It's our responsibility to protect them and, and to try and mitigate these types of liabilities. And Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Gualtieri insisted that the free bus route has been facilitating an uptick in petty theft near the bus stops. 19 of the 101 thefts are retail thefts, and they're basically all from the Publix and the 7-Eleven. So it, it goes back to this population uh, that's out there. And it didn't start until the word got out that they could for free hop on the Sunrun or go out there. It is against the law in St. Pete Beach to sleep on the beach. The transit board was considering the notion of making a 50-cent cashless fare on the route to the beach, which St. Pete Beach City Commissioner Chris Marone said in an August 8th meeting was part of an effort to, quote, make their lives miserable, unquote, rather than arresting the unhoused riders. Reverend Andy Oliver is with Allendale Methodist Church and called the idea a potential legal issue. Imagine if we were here creating discriminatory policies targeting all police based on the behavior of your worst officers. I think he referred to them as bad apples. You would be irate. He cited court cases why this could be an ethical and a legal problem. We look back at Jim Crow policies and other policies that unconstitutionally discriminate against a specific class of people, and that's what this is designed to do. And we wonder what kind of people would pass such ugly discrimination. We're about to find out, with your vote, who those people are today.
According to Monica Lesnick, there are 2,144 unhoused individuals on any given night in St. Petersburg and 3,768 school children as reported by the Pinellas County school system. With so many people impacted by the lack of housing, Chairperson Gina Driscoll argued against doing away with the free rides before November 1st. Because I don't think we need to take a sledgehammer to something that could be fixed with a scalpel. And if we really are concerned about the homeless, about those who are struggling with mental illness and those who just simply have bad intentions, that is, that is where we need to be focusing our energy and our resources. The board voted on an amended motion by Renee Flowers to charge a full fare instead of the 50 cent option. Rides will now cost $2.25 as of October 1st and will plan to bring stakeholders from the city administrator and sheriff's office to search for solutions to addressing houselessness at the next transit board meeting. Gina Driscoll and Vince Cox were the only dissenting votes with Commissioner Jamie Robinson absent. For WMNF News, I'm Josh Holton in Tampa. This morning, a judge will hear a lawsuit challenging new congressional districts approved last year by the Florida legislature and Governor Ron DeSantis. The current map became official after DeSantis vetoed new district lines that had been passed by the legislature based on updated population numbers from the 2020 census. The new map redrew a North Florida district so that it no longer includes a majority of black voters. Stetson University College of Law professor Chara Torres Spelisi thinks a recent decision by the U.S. Supreme Court ordering Alabama to redraw its congressional districts could mean that Florida might face a similar fate. Florida, I think, was counting on Alabama to win that case, and they didn't. It was, I think, a pleasant surprise for voting rights advocates. But the Supreme Court both upheld the Voting Rights Act again and said that Alabama had violated it by having only one uh, majority-minority district instead of two. In Florida, there was a lot of what I would call shenanigans around the map that was created after the 2020 census. So there are, I think, strong arguments that it violated the Florida Constitution under the fair maps provision of the Florida Constitution. And then I think there are also really strong arguments that the Florida maps violate the Voting Rights Act, too, in the same way that the Alabama map was just found to violate the Voting Rights Act. So I think that loss by Alabama at the Supreme Court could have huge reverberations for maps in Florida because it it keeps a door open for litigators to make an argument that what Florida did with that post-2020 map was not legally appropriate. The hearing on a challenge to Florida's congressional map is scheduled for 9 a.m. in Leon County Circuit Court. In weather, mostly sunny and hot with a high of 95 and a 20% chance for a shower. The feels like temp will be 100 degrees, even hotter on Friday with a daytime high of 96 and just a 10% chance of rain. I'm Lisa Marzilli with the WMNF News Headlines. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa. 